0: Welcome to the seventh episode of Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I am Jake. And today, we are talking about Atlantis. As always, our references are in the episode description, so feel free to cross-reference those and make sure that we are not lying.
1: Yeah, do what you gotta do with them, man. Whatever Wikipedia rabbit hole you get put into, it is not on me. Yeah, we do not make this stuff up. Anyways, let's
0: get into Atlantis. So, Atlantis is likely a mythical island nation that's mentioned in Plato's dialogues, Timaeus and Critias. Um, It's been an object of fascination among Western philosophers, um, historians, and our group, Conspiracy Theorists, for nearly 2,400 years, ever since Plato wrote it. Um, He describes it as a powerful and advanced kingdom that sank in a day and a night into the ocean around 9,600 B.C. That is dating far back before we ever thought there was an advanced civilization, according to history. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, way back. What is it, over 10,000 years?
0: Yeah, I mean, modern history... Dates the first civilization as the Sumerians, I think, a little over four thousand years ago. Okay, I'm going off memory, but so this is like more than double that. Yes, yeah. a super advanced civilization. So Plato, um, through the character Critias in his dialogues, describes Atlantis as an island larger than Libya and Asia and Asia Minor put together. Um, Located in the Atlantic, just beyond the Pillars of Hercules. We don't know exactly what that is, but we think the Pillars of Hercules refer to the Strait of Gibraltar. Its culture was advanced, and it had a constitution that, here's a kind of a red flag. The constitution is very similar to the one that Plato outlines in his uh, dialogue, The Republic.
1: Yeah, and I guess, uh, like we were kind of talking about earlier, there's two ways to take that. Either one, Plato kind of tailored this to his own views, or he tailored his views to what he found in the story of Atlantis. So, you could definitely take it either way. Either way. Some have used it as evidence to argue against it,
0: but yeah, maybe... Maybe, like you said, maybe he got the idea from the story. Yeah, no I think to know.
1: both are just as plausible as the other.
0: Yeah, so this Atlantis, according to Plato, it was protected by the god Poseidon um, who made his son Atlas um, king and namesake of the island and the ocean that surrounded it. And that's why it's called the Atlantic Ocean. It comes from... This story from Plato, it comes from Atlantis, which is just cool, Mm -hmm. I think.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: So, um, as the Atlanteans grew powerful, um, their ethics slowly declined. And then armies eventually, uh, or I'm sorry, their armies eventually conquered Africa and as far as Egypt and Europe. And as far as Tyrrhenia, sorry if I'm butchering that, um, before eventually being driven back by an Athenian-led allegiance. So in his story, as their ethics declined, they start deciding they're going to conquer other people. They're tied together, like the, the bloodlust and their morals going down um later uh, by way of divine punishment the island is then beset by earthquakes and floods and then it sinks into a muddy sea in the way he describes it it's like it's it's shallow um like it's not like deep down into the ocean like you might have heard but it's just like barely under the water
1: yeah and i guess in some way as far as plato says is that the reason why we don't see the city anymore obviously is that it was kind of hit by a cataclysmic event where i guess everything was destroyed yeah so uh, plato's Critias says that
0: he heard the story of atlantis from his grandfather who had heard it from the Athenian statesman Solon, that's 300 years before Plato lived, Um, and who had learned it from an Egyptian priest who said it happened 9,000 years before that. So that's our timeline. And that's, this is the only, this is the sole source. Yeah. There is no older references to Atlantis than this.
1: You know, and this is where, like, I mean, we're not saying we're preaching facts here. Like, this is obviously just an amazing story. And just hearing, like, kind of, I guess, all that Plato knew that the story was passed down from. That's already a lot of people it's been passed down from. And that's thousands of years before it quote-unquote happened. So who knows how many times this has been passed down. Nothing, you really, I mean, no way to say, like, how old this is, how many people it's been through it's an it's a like kind of ancient tale.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or, or he made it up. Yeah. Yes. We are we can't. not We're not arguing either way.
1: Yeah, we can't. We're just given all the facts. Or his uh, uncle or right. whatever, whoever passed. His, yeah, his grandfather. Yeah, his grandfather. He made it up. So who says who he heard it from an Egyptian priest? Yeah. Which it is either unnamed. totally true
0: <laughs> or was the first time that this charlatan ruse was used.
1: Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of ifs. We'll get into a bunch of stuff later, but...
0: Yeah, and who knows? Any day maybe they can uncover uh, something in Egypt that has this story? Yeah,
1: like you know, some Dead Sea Scrolls type shit. And it...
0: Yeah, the Egyptians had some story about a sea peoples who attacked them. Yeah. I mean... I don't know if that's related, but it's just interesting. Yeah,
1: it's definitely interesting.
0: Yeah, who knows? So, let's move on. Um, let's talk about uh, some ancient writers that they viewed Atlantis, like how, what they thought about it, um, as they were either fictional or a metaphorical myth. Yeah. You know, some believed it, that it was totally real. Um, Aristotle believed that, Plato, uh, uh, his teacher, I feel like that's backwards. Aristotle was Plato's teacher, um, had invented the island to teach philosophy. Uh, the philosopher Cranto, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Cranto, a student of Plato's student Xenocrates, um, is cited often as an example of a writer who thought the story to be historical fact. Um, His work, A Commentary on Timaeus, is lost. But Proclus, a Neoplatonist of the 5th century AD, reports on it. Um, The passage that we're talking about has been represented in modern literature, either as claiming that Krantor visited Egypt, had conversations with priests, and saw hieroglyphics confirming the story or uh, claiming that he learned about them from other visitors to Egypt Proclius wrote so I'm going to quote here this is what he wrote as for the whole of this account of the Atlanteans some say that is unadorned history such as Crantor, the first commenter on Plato Cranter also says that Plato's contemporaries used to criticize him jokingly for not being the inventor of his republic, but copying the institutions of the Egyptians. Plato took these critics seriously enough to assign to the Egyptians this story about the Athenians and Atlanteans so as to make them say that the Athenians really once lived according to that system. Uh, the next sentence is often translated, Krantor adds that this is testified by the prophets of the Egyptians, who assert that these particulars, uh, which are narrated by Plato, are written on pillars which are still preserved. But in the original, the sentence starts with not with the name Krantor, but with the ambiguous he, so this could refer to Crantor or to Plato, which either way it totally changes the interpretation of that last part of whether or not this is written on pillars in Egypt. So is Crantor, Crantor if it's Crantor is he saying that it's written in pillars that Plato was lying or if Plato is saying that, is he saying that it's written on these pillars in Egypt that he is telling the truth?
1: Kind of, I feel like we're kind yeah. of in a he said, sh- he said, she said yeah, situation. That was you know? like a lot to unpack. Yeah.
0: Getting to that. It was. That was the sum of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's like definitely like an easily two sides to this. Yes. And even more interpretations.
0: Yeah. So they've been arguing about this forever. Is what we're saying ever since Plato talked about it.
1: It's a big, hot topic of conversation.
0: Yeah. And like we said, like if the Egyptians have some knowledge of this or if there's
1: something on a pillar there, like, by the way, who knows? I guess I'll put a little just my thoughts like there's the Egyptians got to have something, dude. I mean, dude, they have to. I wonder, like, if they have, like, they, they've they got to have some secret dude, stuff, right? They, like, in their museums. Like, if Atlantis is real, like, there's something about Atlantis in there somewhere. Yeah, I feel like...
0: If it's not literally Atlantis, that there is some reference to some older civilization. I mean, but I, that's that's my personal thoughts. I think we'll get there later yeah. too. But I'm not trying to. The paint whole idea this.
1: of an older civilization makes so much sense. And Atlantis is just one really freaking cool like example. Obviously, yeah,
0: I think that's why it resonates with
1: people. Yeah, it's just yeah. super freaking cool. But I guess we'll kind of get back on track here.
0: Yeah, we're actually. Our next part, we're going to talk about it, like resonating with people. So it's continual mm-hmm. reemergence. So in 1627, uh, the English philosopher and scientist Francis Bacon he published a utopian novel titled "The New Atlantis," depicting, like Plato before him, a politically and scientifically advanced society on a previously unknown oceanic island in 1882 former u.s congressman um ignatius l donnelly published atlantis the antediluvian world which touched on uh which touched off a frenzy of works attempting to locate and learn from a historical atlantis donnelly hypothesized an advanced civilization whose immigrants had populated much of ancient Europe, Africa, and the Americas, and whose heroes had inspired Greek, Hindu, and Scandinavian mythology. Donnelly's theories were popularized and elaborated by the turn of the 20th century theosophists and are often incorporated into contemporary New Age beliefs.
1: So there's just a couple. Now we're getting a little crazier with the, like, religion stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, they're, like, adding on to it, and they're expanding, and they're making their own theologies about it. Yeah. No, it's, like, that's getting super weird. Here's some more. In 1882, publication of Atlantis, the Antediluvian World by Ignatius L. Donnelly stimulated much popular interest in Atlantis. He was greatly inspired by earlier works in Mayanism, and like them, attempted to establish that all known ancient civilizations were descended from Atlantis, which he saw as a technologically sophisticated, more advanced culture. Donnelly drew parallels between creation stories in the Old and New Worlds, attributing the connections to Atlantis, where he believed the biblical Garden of Eden existed. As implied by the title of his book, he also believed that Atlantis was destroyed by the great flood mentioned in the Bible. So My he drop.
1: took that deep. That, that was a fascinating connection right there. I would have never thought that anyone would come to a conclusion like that, but I guess he has his reasons.
0: Yeah, and... I wish I dove into it more, but there was a huge thing with like um, totally misinterpreting like ancient Mayan and Aztec um, and Incan cultures and like mixing them all together and screwing it up like the Spanish did. Like he did a similar thing and then in what they called Mayanism and then like they mashed like all those cultures together and made them into what they thought like maybe atlantis was and thinking that atlantis was in the americas and it was just totally
1: misconstrued uh sounds like a lot going on yeah it was it was wild yeah I'll, even that connection though with the great flood that's freaking wild imagine imagine red yeah, if that uh, just hypothetically, if that's what actually happened, I, <laughs> that would, obviously, I don't I think don't so.
0: think so. I don't think
1: so either. But I just hypothetically, dude, that is insane.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if anything, like if I give him the benefit of the doubt in 1882, I'm going to say this guy was just working with what he had, dude, <laughs> you imagine, know, imagine, like, imagine
1: like a like a Michael Bay style movie. Like, Atlantis gets destroyed by the Great Flood. Man, i <laughs> They need to make that. No, I'm not <laughs> no. about it. No, You're not, you're not buying that no, ticket? No, I'm not about that it's one. too
0: much? All right. No, if anything, I'm about, like, the flood story being actually, like, the Younger Dryas driest period and, like, a meteor hitting the Earth. Like, I could see... I, that one, I can see. You're but, not wrong. Yeah, this one, I think this is just some dude yeah. in the late 1800s that... You know, he just doesn't have the resources to know that he's totally wrong.
1: Yeah, no, definitely the internet's long away from that period. Even, right. I'm assuming a lot of people didn't even speak English back then, but... I oh, know. <laughs> anyway. All right,
0: let's get into what's becoming my favorite part of this. For some reason, yeah. so many things are tying into theosophy. So Atlantis is... No exception. They love it. So let's talk about the connection here. So Madame Blavatsky, the founder of Theosophy, um, took up Donnelly's interpretations. That's who we just read about, who connected to the Great Flood, Donnelly. And she wrote what's called the Secret Doctrine in 1888. She claimed what she claimed was originally dictated in Atlantis. She maintained that the Atlanteans were cultural heroes. This is contrary to Plato, who describes them mainly as a military threat. If you remember, he talked about them morally declining, right? Yeah. So she's talking about them differently. She believed in a form of racial evolution. Um, this is opposed to primate evolution, like in Darwinism. And in her process of evolution, the Atlanteans were the fourth root race, which were succeeded by the fifth race, which was the Aryan race, which she identified with the modern human race. This is where the idea of Aryans come from. They come from Madame Blavatsky, the founder of Theosophy, which I want to clarify she this there was no racist in you know there was no racist ideas tied to it at this point that comes later yes that comes with what we're going to talk about next
1: maybe one of my favorites right here
0: so in the view of helena blavatsky um uh in her doctrine um atlantis correlated with the mythic buddhist lands of shambhala um ostensibly located near tibet where the successors of the third root root race of the so-called lemurian lemurians resided i don't know where that came from if she made it up but i i think maybe she did it's there nonetheless yes and she tied a lot of her theosophy religion to Tibet because she claimed to have like learned things from monks there, but there's no proof that she ever went there. So <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not saying she didn't, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. So let's go on. After Atlantis destruction through a global flood, this is according to her, a few survivors supposedly migrated to the highlands of the Himalayas, where they founded the secret society of Agarthi. the later nazi tibet expedition had its roots in these views um, derived from blavatsky who emphasized the importance of tibetan wisdom as well as the evolutionary superiority of races from western china and northeast india later Austro-German interpreters of Blavatsky viewed Atlantis as the North Atlantic Island civilization of Thule, the capital of a pro-Aryan civilization called Hyperborea whose Nordic remnants might be found in today's um, Helgoland or Iceland. So there's a lot to unpack in that. So basically what happened is Blavatsky Blavatsky wrote her book. The Nazis heard of it and were like, "Hey, this root race sounds like of Aryans. Sounds like what we are interested in. We, <laughs> we want to find this root race because it's obviously totally in line with our ideology." So they bought into what she said, and then they decided to go to Tibet. Yeah, and find this Aryan race
1: roots, which they didn't find um you know i could kind of see it because the nazis were in a a lot of weird shit yeah they were deep in the occult they were deep i think a lot of people forget too especially in world war ii how much the nazis bounced around in europe and even africa and all in search of occult things yeah i could i could see them trying to dig up just weird shit in general and this is just yeah. I mean, we did Operation Paperclip in before, a weird
0: but. way, like, kind of grateful that they did that legwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, guess they dug into the, these weird yeah, things and then one they of found the few
1: good things they did.
0: Yeah, they found a lot of them being bullshit, you, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure this was one of them.
1: But, yeah.
0: Also, like, the, the mention in here of Thule so like the island civilization of thule like that's like another mythological place i want to say it showed up like on a map or on like a few old maps and then it's like it's never existed either so it's kind of like in atlantis as well
1: yeah i i I, guess they i don't know
0: if there's enough there for us to cover that in an episode at some point but it
1: is another totally just random place yeah mythologic just has that aura around it like this is cool but probably bullshit
0: yeah it's like if anything shows up on an old map and then doesn't show up later like everyone's just not everyone but like conspiracy theorists just go wild with it so how many different movie plots has that been right and i'm not saying anything against that because maybe there could be something to it Mm -hmm. okay so let's go a little more (laughs) With the Theosophists, So we talked about its founder. Now let's talk about someone who we mentioned before. In our episode on the Emerald Tablet, we talked about Maurice Doriel, who claimed to have discovered the Emerald Tablets of Toth, and that Toth was a king of Atlantis. In around 1930, he formed the Brotherhood of the White Temple in Denver, Having been involved in theosophy, he claimed that in 1931 in Los Angeles, he met two Atlanteans who took him to a cave underneath Mount Shasta. Doriel quickly developed a cosmology focused on the inner Earth. Describing underground races, he claimed to have learned from the Atlanteans. Doriel developed theories of an underground serpent race, during the 1950s, he incorporated aliens into his views. He combined, he combined these all into a theory that in the second half of the 20th century, the serpent race would ally with the Antichrist. He believed that there were three types of flying saucers, including one piloted by the serpent people, who were once icebound in Siberia, became defrosted, and then replaced and overthrew the communist regime in Russia
1: what do you think of that Jake I mean it's pretty sweet, like this guy maurice like i'm I'm assuming he's been dead for a long time, but he just needs if anyone could write like a biography about his life and like, <laughs> like yeah what I guess lack thereof like medication he was on like this dude was i wonder what sparked his i don't know do you think he was like born with like just this kind of mind or do you think he like fucked his head up do you think he had a head injury like
0: i think maybe he read one too many (laughs) sci-fi novels and then somehow saw the opportunity to make a cult yeah and did
1: which he does yeah we talked about that in the emerald tablet episode you know i mean i don't know though like I, I always gotta
0: throw that doubt in what I say. Like Like this but guy I I would say I'm ninety nine percent sure that this guy's full of shit.
1: I totally agree with that, but I just wanna know like what got this guy like this, this takes like a certain kind of confidence just to like I don't even know how you Or make, delusion. Yeah, well you know, good point. But that's still like the, uh, the pair of balls this dude had on them, they were huge, bro. Because, like, okay, if in real life I was in Mount Shasta, which is
0: where these <laughs> guys... So these guys, like, they pick Mount Shasta because, like, it was, like, sacred to the Native Americans, you know? So they're, like, tagging on to that ideology. So just say, I'm at Mount Shasta... And two Atlanteans did show up and showed me some crazy shit. With, <laughs> without a doubt, like I knew they were Atlanteans. Then they, like, I don't know that I would tell anyone because I don't, I don't think who, I'd tell anyone. Like, yeah, like what sane person
1: would go around like just telling everyone that? You would have to have some form of proof that was like,
0: yeah, with totally, no form of proof, right?
1: Yeah, you'd have to have like something. Like you would have to produce like a product. Like I just, I don't even.
0: Yeah, Honestly, I don't know. What's his and name, then Maurice? He, Maurice, and then, then he he preached. He basically ended up, you know, making a doomsday cult is what he did. He turned his temple into a doomsday cult, worried that in the 20th century, the serpent race and the Antichrist, and Dude, there was going to be this crazy shit, and they built, like, bunkers. And, I'm getting,
1: like, Heaven's Gate vibes, bro. Yeah,
0: like, kind of. They built bunker and, yeah. and um or bunkers in Colorado, like, trying to, like, you know prepare for the (laughs) doomsday so like yeah it basically became a doomsday
1: cult so i guess to end this tangent to me if anything
0: didn't disprove it that
1: did to end this tangent and to continue on a little longer to get away from this like i would like a bunker (laughs) like having a a side note yeah would be dope (laughs) but anyway anyway
0: okay let's get to our next theosophist um another one we mentioned in the episode on the emerald tablets his name was guy ballard And in the 30s, Ballard claimed um, to have met the mythical St. Germain while hiking, guess where? Mount Shasta again. Um, He claimed St. Germain um, was one of a group of ascended masters who taught him the secrets of enlightenment. And even that the destruction of Atlantis was foretold by the ascended um, masters. Ballard also claims that St. Germain took him to relive past lives as a citizen of Atlantis.
1: Dude, doesn't that sound like a Skyrim campaign or something?
0: Uh, Man, it sounds to me like the people in Theosophy were just, like, tripping all the time. Man. Yeah. It was just a great time, but...
1: They are pretty cool. I mean, they are
0: cool thoughts, though. I do... I am very interested in their thoughts. Especially with sure. that
1: last like line of text there, relive past lives as citizens of Atlantis.
0: Yeah, he's got some in-depth stories in that too if you ever want to like, look him up and read those stories. Yeah. So let's get to our next guy. Our, our, this is the last guy I have to talk about. Um, Edgar Case. Um, he's, the, he's a clairvoyant, um, and he spoke frequently of Atlantis during his life readings um he claimed that many of his subjects were reincarnations of people who had lived in atlantis um by tapping into their collective consciousness which was he referred to as the akashic records and that was a term he borrowed from theosophy which um that points to that he was aware or involved in theosophy Mm -hmm. um So he declares that he was able to give detailed descriptions of the lost continent of Atlantis. He also asserted that Atlantis would rise again in the 1960s. Um, This sparked much popularity of the myth in that decade. Um, And that there is a hall of records beneath the Egyptian Sphinx which holds the historical texts of Atlantis
1: yeah, one side note before you keep going where people were sketched in the 1960s of maybe if they spark, you remember the 2012? Yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was like some people like sketched out that the day was coming.
0: Yeah, I probably a mini version of that. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that he talks about a Hall of Records beneath the Sphinx. So it sounds to me like they borrowed that from... The hermetic text. Exactly.
1: That's what it it totally... Dude, the Sphinx...
0: Theosophists were very aware of the hermetic text, so they totally just stole the idea. The Sphinx
1: is just dope. It is dope. Yeah.
0: All right. So so Case... uh, So his readings described um, the powerful crystal, the flying machine that could soar through the air, underwater, and out into space, Uh, the energy generators that harness the sun's rays and channel them into building a magnificent country of luxury, wealth, and peace. Case discourses describe how the Atlanteans rejuvenated their bodies regularly, allowing them to live hundreds of years longer than we do today. But he also tells of how this great culture fell from grace and power, destroying itself and its continent in the process. Case says that many ancient Atlanteans are reincarnating in the world today bringing with them both the good and evil of that ancient land that's a bar the end of this sounds like um scientology to me
1: yeah all dude like i just get into like weird stuff like this but the thing that stuck out to me is the whole rejuvenating their bodies so that they live longer yeah the only thing i can imagine is like boba fett getting into the back to (laughs) tank to like you know what i mean rejuvenate like to me they're just mixing like sci-fi
0: ideas yeah. with older like yeah ancient like hermetic ideas and making and plato and making their own th- they're, they're just making shit yeah out, this man. is
1: where like i mean obviously i don't know what's real or not but i i guess i would identify more with plato's idea of it or the idea that it's yeah more fictional or whatever but I think Plato's idea makes the most sense, but, I mean, these right. past few, I mean, they have cool ideas.
0: Yeah, I mean, if anything, I think Plato's story was... It's like the start. I, I, I don't feel like he totally made it up. Like, he probably based it off of a real story, which yeah. maybe wasn't Atlantis, or maybe it was just a story of some other civilization. Some ancient civilization.
1: Yeah. Z- yeah, I feel like that is the most likely. Yeah, I in your like I've said before, like any interpretation you have is just as valid as pretty much any other. Like this is it's the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah, Who knows? It's,
0: it's up in the air. Like no one knows yeah. unless they actually find it, which would be awesome. I
1: like I, I guess I more identify with Plato's view, but other views right. are cool and you know the other like I guess the total counter argument uh, view that it's complete bullshit like i i kind of subscribe to that too like i'm kind of 50 50 we're totally open here yeah hey I, well
0: some guys think they found it so yeah, jake tell us tell us about i was that. just
1: gonna get into that i guess i there's a few different theories on where it possibly could have been located but if you could do me a favor go on google maps or look up it in a uh, an image of rashad R I C H A T. It's located in northwest Africa in the Sahara in that area. And it's a deeply eroded concave dome. So it's basically an inverse dome. It's it's almost it, kind of get like crater vibes from it, but it's eerily similar to like a lot of interpretations of Atlantis with the three rings of water two two rings of land and another like point and this is just I, I believe a, a gentleman on Joe Rogan went about and talked about it. It's just eerily similar. So there is rings in this in this area of Rashad. And the lower rings where there would be water, it's weird that there's salt pockets. There's a bunch of salt deposits in the lowest elevation places where you would assume water would be. That's, that's how he, yeah. Plato described it as like
0: rings right yeah. like there was an island in the middle then like a ring of water yeah then like a ring of land then like a ring of water right? yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah so that's like that's kind of what it looks like yeah right?
1: exactly it it and another thing that's weird too about this location is i mean i don't believe we got into this but plato speaks of an area where water could throw in could flow into from the south and i'm assuming that would be your exit to the ocean or whatever great great sea you are sailing from Mm -hmm. but in Rashad there's an exact opening towards the south that's low elevation once again that would look like water would flow into it so that's just another like kind of connector there Uh, so so far we have this area in Africa it's got the rings it's got the salt in the bottom of the water to kind of show that water used to flow through there and Another thing to put on it, it's not small either. It's about 30 degrees in diameter. So this, this is like a big area. Like, I guess it, it does have the land to like sustain a city. Mm-hmm. But uh, another thing to point to this, like, you know, why would you want to, why would there be a great city in the desert? I guess we have that with Egypt and other places. But as we kind of know, like that deserty part of the Sahara used to be green.
0: Right, right. It, it didn't used to look like yeah, that. Yeah, it used to be H- green. Hence you're talking about in the lower part of the rings, there was salt. Uh-huh. Like it used to be full there of used to water. Be,
1: there used to be a bunch of Greenland, and there used those. Yeah, and it
0: dried up and left the
1: salt those, there. Those rings of water used to be filled, and that that sort of delta towards the south used to be filled with water, and it would flow out towards the ocean, and you would have a great path of travel to where anyone from. Whatever neighboring country or continent would be able to drive in or boat in, come in through the south, and, and you have those rings mm-hmm. to sail around, dock up your boat, and yeah, it fits the bill. Yeah, it fits the bill. It's just a, it's a cool little. I think,
0: sorry, I think the no, only good. deviation reading about that was that it's much bigger than yeah. the, than the dimensions Plato gave, gave, but he heard the story second hand. From somebody else who heard it, yeah. So maybe the dimensions and this is were also off, right? this
1: is just also a cool connection. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's
0: very plausible.
1: Yeah, I want to say the diameter it's like between twenty five and thirty. It's like twenty seven miles across or something like that. So I, it'd be awesome if someone can get get in there
0: and do like some actual archaeologists yeah, get in there and I look believe at
1: there it. There hasn't I from Google Maps you can see like the striations in parts of the sand and the rock where yeah. it looks like water float used to flow through and. It fits Uh,
0: the bill. I mean, the thing is, it's just, it's just terrible. It's in like a war torn area, so yeah. And
1: also, there is many. This is just the one that made the most sense to me, so this is why I brought this one up. But there is other uh, theories about where Atlantis was located. Oh yeah, so this is just one, but this is just, this is just the one that made the most sense to me. And I thought the thing that did it for me was the salt deposits. Yeah. Uh,
0: one other one is um the Bimini Road you might have heard of that one um in uh the bahamas i want to say in the bahamas there's um underneath the waters there's evidence of what looks like um an ancient road that's sunken and Mm -hmm. some archaeologists they say that it's totally natural but when you look at it i mean it does not look natural like it's way too perfect
1: and straight lines
0: yeah there's like videos of divers going down and showing like that there's like blocks underneath these blocks holding them level to make them level with each other
1: yeah like there was supports yeah. and yeah, yeah so that
0: doesn't seem natural to me and 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 so there's there's a pretty compelling argument that that area was an ancient civilization that sank to yeah. which could have been what led to the story of atlantis and um
1: yeah now that i'm thinking about it in a uh, Rashad, I should have wrote it down. But there's signs of uh like what we said how Plato described like a cataclysmic event that that set it off. There's like lava flows that meet with water and where there's rock formed and they're like perfect straight lines like like something Oh, so
0: like yeah, um, like like dried lava yes so like where Mm -hmm. so there's evidence of a volcano erupting and then meeting water yeah and it's like okay
1: and it kind of i guess that also points to the fact that there was a cataclysmic event in whatever area i don't there's different interpretations of how old atlantis is but maybe there was a cataclysmic event in in uh northwest africa you know 11, 12,000 yeah. years ago, maybe a lot sooner than we thought. Who who well, knows? Well, also to, to add to the story of Atlantis
0: is that the city of Atlantis was only like the main city. They supposedly had like 10 like, kingdoms. Yeah, like 10 kingdoms. Uh-huh. So if you, you want to dig even deeper, it could like multiple sites could all be part of it.
1: And I, I guess that's kind of where it points back to where I guess that. Did Plato said they went down a a, a downward spiral? Who said that uh, they were conquering and the Atlanteans went down, like their ethics? And, oh, okay, yeah, like they yeah. went
0: into moral decline. Yeah, they
1: went into moral decline. Like maybe that's them expanding and conquering, and maybe people getting too greedy. Who? Yeah, there's a many ways to say, it, but it is described that Atlantis is just the main capital. You know, what's interesting
0: is that last guy, Edgar Case, that I talked about, is in his readings, he describes how they declined. Possibly this Mm -hmm. is, you know, he wasn't making this all up. And um, it's just interesting that in his talks about it, he talks about them like um, using basically kind of like cloning technology. And Some like Star Wars shit. Like making like chimeras, like mixes between people and animals and then using them as like slave labor. So Dude,
1: that's insane.
0: It's it's crazy stuff, but like so he, yeah, he talks about that. Which is interesting nowadays, we have like CRISPR where we're starting to be able to mess with the genetics of people and stuff yeah and then also there's talks about that they're talking about bringing back neanderthals because they have the technology to do so and woolly mammoths well they're doing woolly mammoths but they're 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 having the debate to bring back neanderthals
1: so dude if they bring up bring back neanderthals i am just
0: yes so it's like do you get to the point where you make like genetically make a lesser uh version of a human that can be like your slave class and do all the work for you because like that's what that's what um edgar case was saying the atlanteans did and was like a huge chunk of their moral decline let me ask you this question just just interesting idea
1: now on some weird real quick just a little end cap off the podcast a little weird stuff Uh, okay what do you got would you rather have slave labor of neanderthals or robots Ooh. Like 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 top tier like artificial I feel intelligence like robots ethically
0: you gotta say robots,
1: um, but post apocalypse but they're both yeah. scary <laughs> ideas dude either I mean we've seen the Planet of the Apes imagine the Neanderthal did you sorry did you see the video there's a video up um, I
0: don't remember where I saw it or I would I would I would list, l- give the link but um, it's of this robot that was built to just perform basically slave labor. Okay. And it had its own learning technology. And when it realized, what I want to say doing? it was like within 10 minutes when it realized that it just had to do the same thing over and over again, it self terminated itself.
1: It just killed itself. Dude. I've, I see, I guess we're getting I've, I've heard examples of computers getting too smart and, they go to turn it. Sorry, I just, that's a, that's a rookie move. They go to turn it off, and the computer just refer just refuses to turn itself off. So they got to pull the plug. Yeah, I like, mean,
0: this is a whole other rabbit hole we can get down. But yeah, I would say overall, the idea of it ethically being wrong is true.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, there's, dude. Atlantis is weird, man. I guess. At the end of the day I wanna get a little personal thoughts again. After we've talked here for Yeah what about forty five minutes, I wanna get it from you. Oh, of me? Yeah, what what do you think? On the think? overall overall, Red, what what is Red what is Red's mind thinking? What is his opinion? I think
0: I don't know if the literal city of Atlantis was real. Um if anything I feel like there there is something though that the story is based off of that is real so i feel like there probably was another um more ancient um society of humans that was advanced but i wouldn't i don't know that they were advanced to that they were like beyond us and making clones and stuff maybe they were just advanced in their understanding of um they were getting there of how they governed themselves and you know their their structures like ethics i don't know if they built pyramids or something but like there's ancient like older pyramids in parts of the world that they don't know where they are mm-hmm. maybe maybe they were just an an older than the egyptians and sumerians and you know something radical did wipe them out maybe it ties into the idea of the young dryas theory and there was a there was a meteor impact that wiped them out, and maybe the Atlantis story is just the remnants of that, of what was left from what, what was the Younger Dryas like, uh, thirteen thousand years ago. So this is a long time ago, and it would take humans a long time to recoup from that.
1: But also, in the grand scheme of things, that's really not that yeah. long ago either.
0: Right. So I would say yeah. that's that's my best kind of I kind of guess. Theory idea, you know, I'm not, I'm not set in stone on any
1: of this, but
0: I, I, I think that's, that's my best answer.
1: I guess now I got to get into it. I think I got to be the outlier. Yeah, what do you think? I'm not for sure into it. I definitely, I 100% agree with that. There was something, either that this is real or it was based off an ancient civilization that was advanced, like how you were saying. Maybe Mm -hmm. not super advanced, but they were looking pretty good. Right. But like kind I kind of believe it. Yeah. Plato's idea of Atlantis, like right I want, actually I, I want to believe it. I want to believe it, I guess is the better way to say. Like, yeah. maybe they had some
0: different technology, like their advanced technology looked different than ours. Yeah, like instead of using like like copper wires and, and fiber optics and making Internet and stuff, maybe they used sound. And that's how they like floated <laughs> rocks and made the pyramid. I don't know, you dude. Know? That would be
1: sick. But or
0: or like they healed people with sound. Like cancer wasn't a problem. Yeah, they just hit the frequencies. The sound it, way, was getting, it was op. You know? Yeah,
1: I would. I don't know. I want to believe in it though. It just. I wanted to. It's cool. To me, I think that's why it survived. I think. I, I
0: think, think everyone kind of wants to believe in it. It's just, cool, in right? In my
1: mind, I see the connections between the Egyptians and the Atlanteans, like. In my little pea head brain, it just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, but
0: I feel like the idea of the story just feel fills in gaps.
1: Yeah, of what we
0: know has happened, right? Yeah, but
1: yeah, who knows? At the end of the day, who knows exactly? Hopefully, the like words right from like it. we
0: said in the beginning. Hopefully, one day they they find that uh, you know that inscribing that ball relief or that pillar and egypt that has the story and then we can you know have some real solid evidence for it to end
1: this off though if they find it we ain't seeing it (laughs) we are not seeing it there's no way dude oh man that is way too good of information i don't know man you think they let it go i don't know like you think if they ever find an emerald tablet we're gonna see it i don't know hell no Especially if it's real Because you already know Before they let us know They're going to test it I think if anyone finds it They got to bust
0: it On the internet first But even then People will think The video is fake So that's kind of hard right. I don't know Anyways guys It's up to everyone You know To decide for themselves We uh, You know I know we gave Some of our opinions But we just tried To give you All the All the facts And different nuanced Ideas about it So This has been Jake And this has been Red Thanks for listening.
1: Have a good one.